Welcome to the Gymnastics Mindset Academy podcast, where we develop happy, healthy gymnasts who know how to win. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Stacy here with Allie. Another week of helping your gymnasts actually think positively. So um, the reason that this is so important is that every single thing that your gymnasts do, all the actions that they take, all the corrections you're trying to get them to make, getting their new skills, everything comes from the things that they're thinking. And 95% of the time, they're not even aware of what those things are. So we have been working this month to help figure out first what those thoughts are, figure out what's the limiting thought that's keeping them stuck, and then the thought that they want to believe instead. Now, sometimes this is super easy, right? Your gymnast is saying, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think, and we know that's the thought that you want up on the top of the thought letter. Um, but just like getting a new skill, trying to go from never having done it to being having it up on the high beam, um, it's not going to happen in one try. But when we do mindset work, everyone thinks it should happen in one try. I think that I can't do this. I should just be able to tell myself that I can do this and then think it. Mm -hmm. And then it doesn't work. And we're like, well, it didn't work. Well, the reason it didn't work is the exact same reason that a kid who can't do a back handspring on the floor can't jump up and do a back handspring on the high beam first try. You have to do drills. You have to do progressions. You have to go step by step to get there and to go all the way from a thought like I can't do that to a thought like I can do that or I've got this or I'm capable of it is like trying to make that same jump. And so instead, the thought ladder is actually a set, a mindset progression, a drills and, you know, so, so it's a progression. And then on each step, you're going to kind of do some drills to then move to the next step. And you're going to keep doing that till you get to the top. So Allie, you want to take it away with last week we talked about, so we, we did the, like, what's the current belief and then what's the belief at the top. And then last week we talked about that, that bottom belief, that idea of, I noticed that I'm thinking and I might be wrong. So then do you want to take us through the rest of the rungs of the ladder? Yeah. And first, like, really picture this. Okay. I think it'll be helpful if you're somewhere where you can write, even drawing a ladder right now will be really helpful for you. So you have the ground level ladder all the way up to the top of the roof, the floor being on the ground. You can even be laying on the ground if you want. That is your current belief that's limiting, right? Like you're you haven't even gotten up on the ladder. You can't move anywhere when you believe that negative hold back, whatever it is, thought, okay? So bottom, the current belief that you want is at the top. You're standing on the roof, flexing on everyone, like I already did it, <laughs> Like this is where you're at. So um, last week, like Stacy said, we talked about the first rung. So you have moved up from the ground to the first rung and it's, I notice that I'm thinking, and then you add whatever the, the negative thought or the current belief that you have is to the end of that. So let's just pick something today. I think I started giving the example of catching a bar release. I think that'll be an easy one. Um, so I can't catch my bar release is my current belief. And then the next one up is I notice that I'm thinking that I can't catch my bar release. And then add on to the end, and I might be wrong. 
Okay, so that's that next step of like, I might be wrong. Now, it's important that you already have that top belief of where you're trying to go figured out because now you're going to start adding that onto the end. So now we're going to go up to the next rung of the ladder. You're still climbing. It's possible that I'm capable of catching my bar release. So the next one is just like, they don't have to believe that they can do it. They just have to believe that it's possible that someday in the future, they're going to be able to do it. So they can see it happening for themselves now. They're just not quite ready yet. The next one is I'm learning to believe that I'm capable of catching my bar release. So this is that time period where they're like, okay, it's not just possible. Like I'm actually starting to figure it out. Maybe I'm getting close. Maybe I'm hitting my hands on the bar. Maybe I'm whatever it is. I'm giving physical examples that kind of line up with the mental state. That doesn't mean that's exactly what they're going to be doing physically as well. But that's just a really easy way to start seeing that. Okay. Then the next one is going to be more often than not, I believe that I'm capable of catching my bar release. Okay, so once again, this doesn't mean that they necessarily have to catch on everyone. This is just like they're they actually believe that they can catch it more often than they believe that they can't catch it. And um, this is one of those phases I like to give the example of like maybe you're doing it outside of your routine and you're catching it sometimes you just haven't done it in your routine yet. Like physically, that's a lot of times a really relatable spot of like, OK, more often than not, I am catching this or I'm starting to catch it. But like put it in a routine, girl. No, <laughs> last one is actually being at that new belief. And that's um, I'm capable of catching my bar release. And this is when they're starting to feel really confident that they can do it in a routine and that they're able to do it and um, that they have past evidence that it's true. Usually at this point, they have caught it and they do actually believe that. So they've had evidence built up now that this is true. So I'll go through them really quick again. I notice that I'm thinking that I can't catch my bar release. It's possible that I'm capable of catching my bar release. I'm learning to believe that I can catch my bar release. And more often than not, I believe that I can catch my bar release. Then the last one is I am capable of catching my bar release. So see how each progression feels just a little bit more like energetic and more motivating to be able to like reach that goal. And so the bottom one is like a feeling of incapable and the top one is a feeling of capable or confident. And just going from the incapable to the confident thought is what a thought swap is. And that's why it's really, really hard. Those are big differences. So each of these steps up the rung is like a building block, a stepping stone to actually get there and to continue. It helps them actually do the skill to keep getting evidence to build on top of each other to get to the point where they can actually do it. Because if you wait until you feel confident to go for a skill, you're probably never going. Right. And so this is your way to like, go because you can't feel confident until you have evidence that you can do it. Yes. So like the reason that you're never going is because you can't feel that feeling of confidence until you have the evidence. Yes. And that's where they get stuck. Like, and they're going to tell you that. And, and that's where as coaches, it's really easy for us even to be like, um, be confident. You got this. Just be confident. And it's, I mean, the best intentions, we want all of our gymnasts to be confident on everything, but just like realizing when you're doing something brand new or something that you haven't 
um, mastered yet, that's like really hard for them to just like be confident. And then when they feel like they can't be confident, they're just, they get stuck. So being able to find these in-between spots and build on it is going to be the key to success. So yeah, my rem- Stacy, why don't you help? I'll, I'll, I'll do my yeah. reminder later. So, well, and the same thing works. So that the example that Allie gave was fantastic on a skill. The same thing works if they're trying to believe a new thought or belief. So like one of my favorites to use kids often um, are afraid to go high. So they want to flip right off the floor. They want to let go of the bar really soon because our brain is afraid of going high. Our brain thinks that going higher means that we're in more danger. You know, you think about a roller coaster. Is a little roller coaster scary or is a big roller coaster scary? Obviously the bigger one. But in gymnastics, going higher is actually safer. When they go high, they've got lots more time to spot the ground. They've got lots more time to complete the rotation, complete the twists. Um, it's always actually easier and safer they when they go high. So one that I do a lot with my kids is the higher I go, the safer I am. Or the higher I go, the easier it is. So the same progression is true when they're trying to believe a belief. So um, it's possible that I can believe the higher I go, the safer I am. I'm learning to believe the higher I go, the safer I am. More often than not, I believe the higher I go, the safer I am. I believe the higher I go, the safer I am. And so sometimes they can be working on that without any physical evidence. Mm-hmm. So like with the, some of the kids that I've worked on this with, we sometimes we're working on it as they're also working on the skill. But sometimes we work on getting all the way to level four before then they start working on the skill again. Um it's hard to go from four to five without the evidence. Again, they, they need the evidence. But the belief that you're working on, it's the exact same progressions. So it can be the same progressions for a skill, the same progressions for a belief. Now, progression means that they master each level, right? You don't necessarily have to master it, but you want to like get good at it. And so the idea of climbing the thought ladder is you've gotten the the one thought that you're on now feels really true. Just your body's like, your brain's like, yep, your brain doesn't fight you on it anymore. It just feels true. So Karen stopped yelling at you. (laughs) Karen stopped yelling. If you weren't here last week, we talked about how one of our kids named her brain Karen. She said she is Karen. Um, She is a Karen for sure. And so Karen's not yelling anymore. Um, so the idea of, um, you know, you're on your level, it feels like that's true. Your brain's not fighting you anymore. Then it's time to go ahead and move up to working on the next level and then to the next level and then to the next level. And so, um, Allie, do you want to talk about the steps, like things that you can do to then start moving up to the next level? Yeah. Well, first I like to just like, let's find out what level we're on right now. And so whatever they're trying to believe, I like to like get them in that moment. I'm going to keep with my skill one right now. It's August. So sometimes um, that's what we're working on. Yeah. (laughs) With most of our girls, that's where we're at right now. So let's say I'm like, okay, I want you to imagine yourself. You're going to go up and do your release. You're going to do the best version that you know how. And I want you to practice thinking the first step on the ladder. And if you can 
she'll, I'll be like, okay, you're standing there. I noticed that I'm thinking that my, or that I can't catch my release. Can you say that? And I'm going to use Karen still. And Karen doesn't argue with you. Like, you're like, I noticed that I'm thinking and her brain's like, yep, it is thinking that. Cool. <laughs> then you're ready to move up to the next step. So then let's say we're at, um, the next one was, it's possible that I'm capable of catching this release. And so you start thinking that and Karen's like, well, you can go for it, but I don't think you're actually going to grab the bar. <laughs> if Karen starts throwing sass back at you, that's when you're like, okay, I'm, I don't fully believe it yet. My brain is not fully on board with this. So that. That's why I like to, okay, you circle the thought below. So right now she is on the thought. She fully believes that she notices that she's thinking that she can't catch the bar and she's working to believe arrow up to the next letter wrong that, um, that she is, that it's possible that she's capable. And in this moment, okay, I like to tell you wherever she is at and Karen is believing you or your brain is believing you. In the gym, in the moment, this is the great place to be at because you don't want to be getting up for a skill and have your brain arguing with you. It's exhausting and it pulls them back into the negative and that's just not a place to be. So what the wherever she believes she's at, I think is a great place to just like, if you're in the gym, just to be using that to help you continue to go for and try the skill. Now, the one you're go trying to work on, that's the one that I think you're working on at home. You're going to, I mean, it's just like everything. We've compared this to skills the entire time. You have to practice if you want to get better. That is the, like, just the reality. Writing it down 800 billion times, it's a little aggressive, but, you know, 10 times a night. But um, I'm visualizing yourself doing this skill and using that next belief. And just being able to practice in many different, having a reminder on your phone of that belief that comes up multiple times. The more you see it, the more you use it, the more your brain is using that neural pathway, right? From a few times ago, we talked about building the new neural pathway. Okay. So you have to practice using it. Okay. So gymnast using the one she believes, practicing all the time, the one she doesn't, she's working on, even at the end of practice in splits, just Hey, you all have a belief you're working on. I want you to visualize it and use the next one up that you're trying, you're working on believing. Okay, so this is going to be that moment where this is how you're going to use it. And then, Stacy, there's a few ways. Um, Karen is talking sass, is what I said. And so, one of the ways to help yourself move to that new step is to actually answer Karen. So, do you want to explain a little more what that looks like? Yeah. So um, answering Karen can be two different ways. So one is um, kind of poking holes in Karen's arguments. So just like if Karen's like, well, this, this, and this, like why would that maybe not be true? So we talked about that a lot last week too. And a lot of those same techniques you're going to use on every single step. So finding evidence of why. So first being like, okay, Karen, what's your problem? Okay, brain, why are you telling me that's not true? So it's like, I'm learning to believe um, that I can catch this release well, but I'm not catching the release all the time. Okay, but are you learning to catch the release? Are you learning to believe that you can? Like, what evidence do you have of that? You know, like being able to answer it back. Um, 
Another one is being able to find evidence of why that's not true. Um, you know, so like, so in the same way that we talked last week about, so the initial belief is, you know, I can't catch this release. And so, and maybe I'm wrong about that. And so then their, their assignment is to find five reasons why they can catch the release. So then now they're on, I'm learning to believe I can catch the release, the same thing. Like, then they come up with reasons that's not true. So then countering those with like reasons, their reasons aren't true. So just kind of trying to find evidence. So either, either finding five reasons why you can catch the release or finding five reasons why you are learning how to catch that release five you know those kinds of things um but it's like finding the evidence um finding the reasons poking the holes mm -hmm. in the belief um or answering you know why it's not true and then we also use the example of like looking at what you might tell someone else who is struggling with something that you're good at mm -hmm. like how can they what would you be telling them about you know why they're not doing it and i would say when we're in the middle too this kind of really comes up against um in our society we just very much have a belief that failure is not okay but we define failure as just not especially gymnasts define failure as not doing it perfectly from the very beginning mm -hmm. and so they are not willing to look at their mistakes and learn from them to then take that thing and be like, okay, what am I going to do next? Like, oh, well, I didn't catch that time because, you know, I didn't um, tap hard enough under the bar. They, don't, they won't look at that because they're just like, oh, I didn't catch again. What's wrong with me? And so even that, just like helping them kind of this in this part of the process, helping them look at their progress but also look at their mistakes and then learn from those is kind of be going to be part of it and i'm going to go back to what ali said is here's the things i ask my gymnasts to do i ask them to pick so i say i either want you to five times every morning look yourself in the eye in the mirror yeah. and be like i am learning to believe this I love that because i'm visual and that facial expression really helps like mirror back to me um, the second one is to write lines five times. There's the neural pathway that's built by writing something out. Um, to write it on post-it notes and put it everywhere. Grip bags. Grip bags, like <laughs> having a post-it note or a three by five card that they pull out every single time. Um, their phone wallpaper, like, you know, just writing it out, taking a picture and making that their phone wallpaper. Um, every single time they look at their phone, they see that um so it really it really helps them do it um yeah any other ideas Allie no we're gonna give you more ideas next week <laughs> shoot we were gonna wait till next week to give them the ideas and I gave them all this week oh <laughs> uh, we have some more <laughs> we do have more um here's the thing they gotta practice this is the if you take away nothing else they have to break it break it up into small steps. The ones that we like are the ones that we gave you. If there's other small, but they've got to break it up into small, believable steps. What's something doable and believable for the next step that they can move to? And then they have to practice it. Daily practice is the best, um, but 
and, and here's the thing, you know, they don't want to practice it. It is tedious, just like they don't want to do drills. So helping them see the vision for like, you know what, if you get this neural pathway built where you can believe that you can hit this every time, can you imagine what a difference it's going to make the entire rest of your season? Like most of the time kids' seasons are tanked by like one or two skills. You know, I can't do my pack. I can't do my acro series. I can't, you know, do my roundup back handspring. I can't, you know, whatever it is. Like it's one thing that like their whole season is tanked because they're so worried about that all the time. It's like, if you get this, then like we're good. And when you learn the skill set to believe in new thought, then we've got the skill set to do like the power that you can have when you can change your brain to believe something positive is unreal. So like it's, it's work, it is work and it's tedious work, but no more so than a lot of the other tedious work that gymnasts do every single day. We do have coaches sometimes who are like, well, my gymnasts just don't want to do mindset training. Like they roll their eyes at me when I try to do it. And it's like, yeah, they don't want to do strength and conditioning either most of them. And they don't want to do flexibility and they definitely don't want to do drills. Like you got to decide, you know, is this something you're going to invest the time in? Because I think it's the most helpful part. So we have this as a free podcast where we teach your kids how to do this. It's called the secret podcast on how to actually think positively. We will link that in the show notes and um, you can either just play it with your kids um, or, you know, send it to them and have them each listen to it. Um, and um, then we also would really love for you to give us a review. And so if you give us a review, um, okay, I don't know if I can make this happen, but I'm going to try. If you give us a review uh, and then email us a screenshot of the review, like let it like, so our email is the team at gymmindsetacademy.com. We'll put that in the show notes. If you give us a review on, you know, whatever podcasting that you're looking at here and you give us a screenshot of the review, we will send you the workbook for how to actually think positively. So we'll give you the workbook that you can do with your gymnast to actually take them through this. Um, so leave us a review and send <laughs> it on to other coaches. All right. See you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. Everyone says that gymnastics is 80% mental, but most gymnasts spend very little time training their brain. You've seen it a thousand times where a gymnast can do her skills physically, but her fear and doubt are holding her back. Or she does amazing routines in practice, but her nerves get the best of her in competition. We would love to help your gymnast have productive practices and confident competitions. We know they need to get maximum results in the shortest time possible. So we've created short, effective lessons and coaching that fit between practice and the rest of life. We have courses and coaching programs for individual gymnasts and gymnastics teams that are based on proven behavioral science you can be confident in and results that speak for themselves. Invest in the one thing that will have the greatest impact on your gymnast's success, their mind. Check us out at gymnasticsmindsetacademy.com.